tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Gather around your speakers, hoop heads. It's NBA story time. Jamel Johnson here to spin you tales of NBA shenanigans you didn't know you needed to know. Like that time when a little startup league tried anything to be relevant. Or when Ricky Davis earned himself a dumb nickname. I also love you, Ricky Davis. Catch a new tale on NBA Storytime every week, then listen to the post game where I break it down with comedians, ballers, and what have you. Find NBA Storytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24 7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Guys, what's up? want to take a quick second to let you guys know that our podcast is supported by Anchor. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm doing this ad from my phone as we speak. Anchor will, will distribute sorry, your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum, minimum listenership. Evidently, I can't talk. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second again to remind you that we have partnered with Louis Wicket of Key Mortgage Group. Um, and he is here for the Wash Up Walk-Ons listeners to take care of all of your home buying needs. We've gotten a lot of DMs congratulating us on this partnership. Good for the show, yada, yada. This isn't for us. This is for you guys. And Louie's your guy. Um, we don't know anything about this, so we've partnered with him. Anybody that has questions, hit Louie up. All right. One thing I do know, did a little research. Earlier this month in July, um, mortgage rates hit an all-time low. 
uh, at least for a long time, 3.07% for a 30-year fixed rate and as low as 2.56% average uh, for a 15-year fixed rate mortgage. I don't know anything about numbers uh, past, you know, like addition, subtraction, but I know those are pretty low. And I know that Louie is the guy to help you through this process. I'm going to read you a couple of reviews to just give you a, a kind of a feel of how other people have felt working with Louie. This is from Haley. We were first-time home buyers, and Louie was a tremendous help through the entire process. He helped with estimating monthly payments for potential properties and walked us through the cost and process when we decided on a home. Very personable and stayed connected with us through every step. Corey said, Louie has been extremely helpful and, and knowledgeable through our time, uh, our whole home buying experience. What would typically be a stressful and nerve-wracking time had been turned into a worry-free process with Louie. That's what you guys want, right? Um, Louie's that young guy. He's he's personable. He's going to help you out. He's going to let you know um, everything you need to know throughout the entire process. So if you would like to get in contact with Louie and have him help you out, you can contact him at our special email that we've set up for this partnership, hawks at gohomeside.com or call him at 515-238-9949 to start the process. Thanks. Part two of the Brady Ross mega episode. Yes, two hours full of Brady Ross. I know it's a lot. This episode focuses a little bit less on his football career and more on his personal life. It gets kind of philosophical. Brady really opens up and shows you um, really how intellectual of a guy he is. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy this one even more than the first. Let's have a day. Let's go. Again, welcome back to the episode. This is Brady Ross Part 2. We pick up in the middle of the Twitter question and answer, and uh, we get a surprise from a special guest who walks into the show. Check it out. Uh, The last part of that question, which was really the only real question, was who did you enjoy beating the most, Iowa State or Nebraska? I feel like... I feel like for you, it's probably Iowa State. Like, or, or do you, did you fucking hate Nebraska? And like, right, we State. got a celebrity guest. Oh my question. god, what's Gerbach. up, squad? So, hey, checkers, shout out checkers of the Quad Cities, quick sponsor. What's up, Bulls? Okay, Jake, real quick, real quick. <laughs> you guys live why, together? Why the fuck did you pay for checkers the other day on your Snapchat story? I gotta support local. <laughs> your dad owns it. Yeah, I gotta help the guy out every once in a while. So now, so and that makes sense because the, the way you deal with your fucking Wi-Fi, it all of that runs together. I've seen tweets about my Wi-Fi. <laughs> I've never had a problem with my Wi-Fi. That's bullshit. That's that's total. I, bullshit. God's honest truth. Boy Scouts honor. Hey Drake. Hey Brady. What God, up? We have to get your boss back on for another episode. What's up, Bulls? Okay. What's up, Bulls? Okay, it's time for you to leave. Got him out of my room. I know. Uh, this is a Last good time one. I tried to go to Gervas's house, I walked into the wrong house. So. <laughs> oh, shit, I remember that. Uh, Were you over there? <laughs> I live here, dude. Oh, I didn't even know that. 
Does he still charge seven times what it should charge for rent? He might. Dude, <laughs> the rent's probably up to like fifteen or sixteen hundred, and there's like. Dude, years. I lived there as a freshman, and it was like literally not not exaggerating more than double what I paid at this place. And this place <laughs> uh, is way nicer. Ooh, talk about talk about eight thirty Miller. Way it, nicer. Eight thirty Miller is greater than sign. Fifty six Arbery, no doubt. 830 Miller is a staple of Iowa football. Yeah, that really. thing's been in the family since like 2011, I think. Yeah. Intercontinental least, champion. Yeah. What's that? Intercontinental champion. <laughs> Biggie hey, Langston. You're muted. Um, oh, well, that's good. I don't, you don't need to hear me anyways. Yeah. Who, uh, question, Brady. Who will start, Stidham or Cam? Cam. That's Rick Hofer, too, by the way. Shout yeah. out, Rick. He said – I don't know what this means. Pickup game at Mies down to last two picks for both teams. LeBron. Yeah, and how, my what? question is, how is LeBron and MJ the last two picks? I guess that's the, but who would I pick LeBron or, or Michael Jordan? Um, LeBron. Facts. Like that. I like that. Uh, who would you pick LeBron or Kobe? Who would I pick to play on my team? Well, a nuanced answer. It's it. I would pick Kobe, but that isn't because I think Kobe's better than LeBron. I think LeBron's the greatest basketball player of all time. Oh, yeah. But because I'm such a Kobe, you know, Kobe guy, I would just want the opportunity to play with Kobe. A so. suck lord, yeah. Uh, Tyler Goodson's mom said, "Can you come back? <laughs> they want you to block." No, for, that's against the rules. <laughs> they want you to block for T. Good another year. That would be, you know, I, I think, I think once they see these, these two youngins coming up, they'll, uh, they'll miss me a little bit less, but uh, that's, that's if we even have a season. So we'll yeah, see. Dude. Um, that's, it's so sad. We don't even need to put negative. But back, it. back to the Iowa state thing. Who did I want to beat the most? Um, it's Iowa state. Yeah, for sure. And again, I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about Iowa state or Iowa state people. It's just, I, that for me that was you know and, and I understand and I know there's kind of this weird phenomenon where each side tends to try to downplay how important it is to them it's so annoying you know it's, yeah. so it's your Super Bowl it's your we don't it's a, it's what it is is the final evolution of the age-old um playground you know, excuse for losing a game. Oh, I wasn't even trying. It, yeah, it's, sure. It, because when you're in, in that scenario, if you win and you care less than they do, well, that counts for double. Yeah. But if you lose, oh, well, it's just because it's your Super Bowl. All that. It, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and play that game. I think it's stupid. It is my Super Bowl. There's no question about it. In fact, I'll tell you how big the Iowa State game is to me. During my the four games that I played in versus Iowa State, and again, I'm not saying like I beat Iowa, no, nothing, nothing like that. The four games that I happened to be a part of, where we finished with more points on the scoreboard than Iowa State, we were four and zero. The four games I played in versus Wisconsin, we were zero and four. And keep in mind, you have to beat Wisconsin if you want to. If you're Iowa and you want to go to the Big Ten championship. You got to beat Wisconsin. I mean, you don't mathematically have to beat them, but let's be honest. Like, if you don't beat Wisconsin, most years you have to. Yeah. You're really 
Yeah, be Wisconsin. Uh, you're up against some. The road to India. The road to odds. Indianapolis runs through Madison. Right. I would not, given that fact, if someone was offering me, you can trade one of the Iowa State ones or all four Wisconsin games. I would decline. Wow. You wow. are old. I, you're old a psycho. Dude, I'm, I'm taking the win over the Badgers one-to-one. It's, it's, it's that, that's coming from a guy who never Bowl. lost to them either. That it's loss my, really it, sucked, too. It was a big deal. It, the Iowa State game is a big deal to me. And, again, I'm not disrespecting Iowa State. In fact, I think, I think Coach Campbell's a damn good coach, and I, I'm thinking they're headed to a pretty good place. Now, it is a fact, and, this again, this is not me – foo-fooing Iowa State, because I know a lot of Iowa State people, some of the best people I know. Throughout history, they are less than Blue Bloods, okay? Their first, their first, their first bowl win was 2000, and that was a 9-3 and three season. Um, they've won, I believe, four bowl games in history. It was a 9-3 and three season, and that, I believe to this day, was their best season ever. So this isn't you know, you're not talking about Wisconsin with Iowa State. However, they always play us tough. And always. a lot of times they beat us. Okay. And they, they really do want to beat us. And um, again, all the respect in the world for them. I remember Jack Trice Stadium is awesome. I, I love playing Jack Trice. We've, like, yeah, that, we've that talked our, about it. Yeah. Yeah. We think that's probably our favorite place to be too. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the, the bus ride there oh. was, was amazing I, the last time you guys weren't there so you didn't, didn't see it when we the seven hour from kickoff to final whistle game um i was in the back corner you know um just on the way chilling out listening to music and i see this mom pushing her stroller and it's one of those she must have had twins because there was a, a one in front and one in back she saw our bus come by took her hands off of her stroller because she had something better to do with them than care for her, her, her newborn children and flipped us the double bird. For, <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. And I love that. I you do. love it's it. Like, you love I, to see it. I absolutely love it. I respect it. Um, they don't, you know, they don't act like, you know, they, they don't act like good, uh, good, nice hosts and all that stuff. And they, they want to beat us. They want to beat us really bad. And that, it kind of, at the end of the day, it's the 11 on the field versus the 11 on the field. But when you're in that environment, it feels like it's yeah. you against the world. And when uh -oh. you win, especially in the fashions that we did at, at, at Jack Trice Stadium, mm. I mean, it, it triggers some, like, deep, you know, primal, like, we yeah. did it. Like, it, you can't, you know, you want to talk about bottling up certain cocktails of – you know, emotions and selling them like that would be it. That dude, would be when in Can you imagine what that drink would sell for? Dude, I'd buy oh. it. Dude. Oh God. I'd pay so much money. When we, when Kanziri, when Kanziri makes that, uh, that weird kind of like, like in 2015 for that last touchdown, he kind of like jumps over somebody and lands and like walks in. And that was kind of the nail in the coffin of that 2015 game. And I'm running out to snap the field goal. I think I, I think I remember going, fuck you bitches. Like, I was so happy. Just an, just an unwarranted amount of happiness. And like, 
like you said, Brady, that primal instinct of like, we win, we're better. We're in your home and we win and we're better and fuck you. We're better than you. All that shit you talked, all the, we beat you last year. And then the whole year you were talking about, Oh, wait till this year, wait till this year. And then, we beat you again. You I will say, bad. I will say this. The one thing that hurts me is the more the Hawks build it up. So what we're, well, I guess this year, Crash if there is this year, there's no Iowa state game, but assuming it comes back next year, whenever COVID disappears, uh, it's like a, what a six game win streak now, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So I guess five game win streak. The more it builds that time that they do finally win. Cause as much as you'd love the Hawks to win to eternity, if the game continues, like Iowa state will get one probably in the next five years, it would be very hard for the Hawks to go an entire decade without losing to that. Iowa state. Great. It sounds it's, sweet. So let's make it happen. I mean, I, I Iowa state, uh, it, it's, it's, it was my super bowl. There's no question about it. And I, and I know guys who have played for Iowa state and some of the best guys I know, I know a guy right now. There's a guy right now from Humboldt playing for Iowa State. Um, shout out Owen Owen Twilliger. Um, and I hope he does great and becomes a becomes a great player and all that stuff. I wish no ill towards him. It's just uh, you know it, it's a very emotionally charged game for me for many reasons. Dating, we Iowa talked kid. a little bit. We talked a little bit about the recruiting deal and you know that plays into it. And even though that's like three coaching staffs ago now for Iowa State, and, right? Um, Little big, but. You know, it, it just – that is that is my favorite win, no question. And I've never been more happy to have not had an experience as much as I am happy that I've never lost Iowa State because that would have been a tough Sunday. It was a tough right. Sunday. But, uh, that would have been a tough Sunday, especially because <laughs> you got another 10 weeks waiting for – I mean, that's that's oh. a blemish. That's an early blemish you don't want. You just don't. <laughs> And we never had it, so we did. Bro, we he's bringing back. Man, I'm sweating. I feel anxious right now, dude. Man. Them Sundays after losses. Oh. Just talk about walking into a cemetery on Sunday morning, uh, dude. That's dude. the thing. Like, yeah. it's the yeah. worst. It's the worst feeling. Is it worse when you get Panera shit sandwiches? Was that what we got on Sundays? I feel like that's what Usually, we eat those yeah. God, when like we were coming in, when we were coming in from a loss, I wanted to eat a shit sandwich because that's what I deserved. Like, dude, when when uh, when we walked in on Sundays after a bad loss, I wanted to walk into the needle. Okay, <sighs> you just stick me in my arm and get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, what? What compounds would we be mixing? I don't know. Whatever they do when they put people down via the needle. The three, the three, yeah. I mean, you could just load me full of like 500 micrograms of fentanyl and watch me float off. Wow. Jesus. Um, Where do we go from here? We're like an hour and 20 minutes into this thing. I don't know. I thought you had funny Twitter questions, dude. Dude, no, really, after reading through them all, we kind of, like, touched on, like, we answered a lot of them in the dialogue before we got to them, so. Well, that's, that's the thing we could, like, touch on. We were talking about how bad coming to the complex is on Sunday after a loss, and, like, if there are any fans watching this, just understand that no matter how upset you are 
after a horrific performance. There's nobody who is more acutely aware of how bad it was and how much it needs to get better. And no one feels worse about that than the guys who have to come in on Sunday. And it's okay, by like, and we have to watch it all over again and watch it happen again. And watch every little mistake that we did. It would no be one like, feel bad about it. It's the equivalent of like if you work for fucking I don't know what company and you're and and there's like a big client and you fuck something up in in securing this client and it's on you. It's all on you. And the next day you have an entire staff meeting where they put on the, somehow there's tape of you fucking everything up and they put it on and they start talking about how you need to do better and all this. And it's how and this team would have a much greater uh, finished product if it wasn't for your bitch ass. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's probably going to be one of those games where next camp KF's going to pull it up and dissect every oh. single play. Meanwhile, it's 10.30 p.m. or whatever it is. And you got <laughs> practice at 6 the next morning, and you're just, get, you're just getting berated you just, for something that dude, you did when the clips, seven months ago. When the clips came on at the 9.30 team meeting at night, you knew what you were oh. Oh, oh, All you no. wanted to do is go back to the hotel and eat your Melio's sandwich and cookie. Oh. Yeah, maybe you were lucky, though, and it was Domino's Pizza Night or uh, Oreo Blizzard Night. Oh. Or Chick Fil A night, but, but yeah, like you know, I'm always trying, yeah. no one's ever tried to lose. Like no one, no one's tried to throw a pick six. No one's tried it. You know, it's like the the, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm actually thankful that you know, Twitter wasn't a thing um, when I was playing. Is like the Dunning Kruger effect is in full force when it comes to you know sports Twitter. I've noticed, and my Twitter timeline is occupies a pretty rare corner of um, cyberspace. It's pretty positive. It's, you know, I don't want to, you know, jump off of, you know, my roof after I go on there for a little while because I stay away from a lot of that stuff. But, you know, everyone's an expert and, you know, it's just, uh, it's just hard. It's just hard to watch. And especially when you know the kids personally and um, you understand how bad they felt. Uh, about the whole, you know, whatever mistake it was they made. So um, You know, sleepless night, What you know, whatever it is. I mean, just imagine that. There's 70,000 people in the stands. There's millions watching on TV. And you, no one is more aware of the fact that you did something bad than the dude who did something bad. Like, that's, if I could just get on my soapbox for a second and just try to, you know, connect with one fan out there, it would be, It'd be that. I mean, it's just. Uh, I saw. It's a hard it's thing hard. to play Big Ten football, and if you never do anything dumb or stupid or terrible or whatever, uh, you're you're probably pretty good because I've never seen it. So. Um, I saw a but. tweet last like like last week or something. It was political based, but uh, it related. I related to it, and it's not that I did something bad, but on the polecat when I tripped, like you could probably call that my most embarrassing public moment. And I saw a tweet mm. that was like, imagine if your most embarrassing public it moment. Was, yeah, it, yeah, it was. Imagine your most embarrassing public moment was broadcast to millions of people across the country. And I was like, don't have, <laughs> don't have to yeah. imagine it actually. Cause it happened. Well, that, 
well, that's the thing now, now that I've played, um, at, you know, at, at that level and on TV and all that stuff, that's the main thing I think that's changed. When I see athletes on TV have meltdowns or, you know, do something awful, like you're like the Ben Askren fight. I watched that, you know, and he got knocked out of this dimension and they, I think officially said five. I think it was really three when he was sleeping. Um, I can't, my, my initial reaction maybe before would have been like, Oh, what a, you know, like kind of like a, uh, you know, what does KF call them? The shit birds kind of like a shit bird, yeah. would, you know, but once you've been there, once you've, you know, kind of gotten a taste for that. Now my initial reaction is like, Oh, that would suck to be that guy. You know, like that's the main thing I think that's changed for me when, when something like that happens on TV, it's just like, man in front of all those people because it's 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 incredible the amount of people watch these things you know and it's like the human mind is not wired to deal with embarrassment on that scale especially when you give people an unlimited forum on twitter to pile on and you know half the time it's due to a schematic error that isn't even the player's fault right you know? so that's you know so but twitter's a bad place. A very great what it is. i'm glad that just happened <laughs> yeah Brady, where uh, – so I think the reason we, like, rescheduled this podcast is because you're still trying to get that job as a financial advisor at Edward, Edward Jones, right? Yeah, they, they – uh, you know, COVID happened, so everything's froze down now, and I'm kind of in a state of limbo right now. But What was your degree in? Business management. Okay. And a minor in human relations, so – Yep, that was it. What is we'll see. What's like is financial advisor at that place like the end goal or where does Brady Ross go? What does Brady Ross want to do in his life? Well, that that's been I kind of something that I've um had a passion for since I was a young kid because I think I noticed the opportunity that a lot of people aren't tapping into being born on this patch of dirt um, which despite all of the problems and believe me, we could make a whole five hour podcast and talk about some of the messed up things that are happening on in, in this country, but it's better than a lot of places. And I think everyone has an opportunity yes. to, everyone has an opportunity to, you know, uh, kind of build something for themselves. And I think a lot of people just need a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance. You know, for me personally, I've, I, uh, accumulated upwards of, I think, north of $20,000 in student loan debt for the year and a half that I was not on scholarship. Every dime of which I was able to pay back just off of my scholarship checks. And, you know, I did that with time to spare. And I think that's something that to a lot of people may not even enter their, their mind that oh, you can do no, something like that. Yeah, but it's, no. but it's, it absolutely is doable. And I think more, I think exponentially more, um, amazing things are, are doable than that when it comes to personal finance. And again, money does not buy happiness. No, I mean, the, the literature is very clear on that, in fact. Um, but I think being in unnecessary um, financial hardship could limit happiness. It, you know, it, I, I, I certainly think that there's some interesting I, stories and out I, there. It's like, uh, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. No, I'm yeah, all I, just, I just don't, I want as few people as possible to, to suffer the, those lows. Um, and, and I think there are all too many people who, who unfortunately are, who need not. So if, if 
if that's the way that I can try to, you know, add value to, to the, and and there's absolutely a lack of education on, on consumers parts about what, uh, what are the best ways to manage their money? You know, you see people going to payday lenders and they're just getting ripped off and putting shit on credit cards that they can't afford. And that's where uh, Brady Ross Esquire can come in. That's the goal. We're, we're going to see what we can do there. Money definitely. Uh, I heard, David and Goliath, but uh, yeah. we know, we all know how that one ended. I think so. I heard a great quote that was like, money doesn't buy happiness, but not you having a wave runner. Not. Yeah. And, and, and that's pretty fun. It's pretty happy. Uh, but not having money can certainly cause an insane amount of unhappiness. And, um, and a lot of that too comes down to just the, the uh, state of just perpetually comparing yourself to others that I think oh, for sure. Um, all it, 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 in it, it, that's, a virus, you know, coronavirus, that's a virus that has impacted so many people um, in this country, especially this consumer rich culture that we have. Um, no matter what you got, someone's got more and uh, rich is a relative thing. And it's, it's just, uh, it's poison to, to, you know, always be wanting more. I think it was Seneca who said, it's not, it's not, uh, he is not poor who lacks. It's he who desires more that is poor. You know, something along those lines. And then, you know, there's something Philosopher you said for having, Ross. for having ambitions and, and trying to, I mean, believe me, we, we've been talking a lot about having ambitions and trying to, you know, improve your lot in life through, you know, the Iowa football um, uh, mode. But Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think I think some people, no matter how much they have, they're always going to want more, yearn for more, and therefore feel um, feel well, like they're not enough. And I think that's where kind of off topic. Other practices can come in, like uh, you know, some mindfulness practices and things like that. Which you know, I there's a lot of reference. There's a lot of tools out there for people to get help in, in that respect too. But I mean. There's kind also, I think, a big need for financial advisors. So that's that's what I'm rolling with. Cool. Kind of an off topic, but kind of going along with what you said. And I'm just asking you because I'm always intrigued by your thoughts because I think you're a smart guy. The people who always want more, you know, consumer consumerism-wise, like, oh, I want a second house. I want another boat. Like, that's obviously unhealthy. But what about the people who always, like, strive to be more, like, are never really happy where they're at in life and always want to like take the next step up. Like, Ooh, I want to get the promotion. I want to be CEO. I want to start my own company. Is that, you think that's the same sort of unhealthy? So I don't know. I've been, I've been thinking about that a little bit myself. Hey guys. Yep. It's me again. Got to interrupt the episode real quick to talk to you guys about Spotify uh, one of the sponsors of this podcast on Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. 
You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. I don't know how we did that, but pretty cool. Um, Other things you can do on Spotify is follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline, wherever you are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for Wash Up Walk-Ons on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also make sure to follow us so that you never miss an episode of the Wash Up Walk-Ons. I think it comes, I think a lot of it comes down to as uncomfortable as it is for a lot is it, of people. Is it ego? To, as uncomfortable as it is for a lot of people to talk about, I do think it comes down to the to meditating on the inevitable fate that we all face. And that is death. Oh, on death, yes. Meditating on death. It's coming. I mean, because you can have it. Somewhat sooner rather than later, Drake. Facts. Well, well I, you know. has anything to do with it. <laughs> Sorry, Brady. Go ahead. But it's, it's just meditating on death itself because it's going to happen. Okay. The king and the pawn go in the same box when it's over. Okay. But when you accept that and when you really, inter- when you really internalize that and really kind of truly realize that well now you can i think play a game and now it's just look i i derive meaning from pushing myself as far as i can go and seeing what i can accomplish before the lights go out okay and i think i think it all starts with with that it's like anything you don't how do you overcome a fear of elevators we don't stay away from elevators you, you try to get 10 feet away and then eight feet away, five feet away. I mean, that's, and eventually you're in the elevator and then you hit the button. I mean, that's literally how clinical psychologists deal with phobias such as that. Well, the same thing applies to, I think, um, again, the same thing applies to death. And I think a lot of people run from it and they're, they kind of have illusions that they're going to transcend humanity and be, you know, if they just get one more promotion or if they just make one more million that they're going to, that's going to be it. It's, it's, it's not. But again, once you, I think once you accept the final destination, now a whole new door of opportunity um, opens up because now it's just, it's, it's sort of a game and it becomes more how you conduct yourself and how you, I think, treat others and, and what you can accomplish and do it the right way. Um, given that, realization i think i hopefully that was relatively coherent I, god you're smart i'm fucking that was i think that's conversation to listen to man i enjoyed that i'm so stupid you guys so, know, what books are you reading these days anything I could, interesting i could teach you guys how to squat if you want oh i know how to squat clue uh correct <laughs> yeah no I, I i realize that's a bad person to actually tell that to um yeah what what books you you like to read read a lot of books uh, I read some books. All my books right now are, um, well, I have a Kindle still, but all my physical books are back home. My um, mom and brother came up and we packed a bunch of my stuff away and um, sent it away just to put a dent in it. So my lease what, is what up here some, at 830. What, what, what are some of your favorite, most influential books for the fans that I go take a peek at out there? Uh, the Slight Edge, baby. <laughs> okay. Oh. 
Shut up. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, I mean, I think it's all about, I think it's all about what you're into. I mean, I, I prefer nonfiction books, but I know like uh, Drake, you, you read uh, the traveler's gift. Yeah. Um, that's a fiction book geared With towards lessons in it. Right. Right. So you, it's, there's, it's got some self-helpy and I, and I think personal growth, I think is the preferred. You know, there's, there's, it, it's all about, there's so many good ones. That's the thing about like today and in 2020, I don't even want to tell people what to go because there's just such an abundance of if lack of information is not the problem. It's, it's using that information. I mean, there's at the tip, if you have a phone now, a smartphone, you have access to more information than you're ever going to be able to access times, you know, five trillion. I mean, you just, it's, you have all the human knowledge accumulated in the past 10,000 years, but yet you're using it to listen to us right now. So right, yeah, what the, I mean, yeah, what the reevaluate, fuck you, you know, but reevaluate where your priorities fans come on. Yeah. And I, and I actually think that reading books, I think that some things have a negative stigma attached to it. You know, I think some things are so negatively stigmatized when you, and when you really delve into it, that stigma isn't, is not only, you know, unearned, it's completely undeserved. And I honestly think though, from somebody who reads books and stuff like that, I think reading books is positively stigmatized to a point that it doesn't deserve. Yeah, I would agree. Because there is so, there are so many ways to take in information and wisdom from people that don't require you to open a book. And I think, you know, we almost look down on, we almost look down on people who don't read and, you know, some people do. And it's like, Oh yeah. But if you know, they're taking in three X, the information you are Mm -hmm. watching YouTube videos and, you know, listening to audible audio books, you know, like we're, we're impressed when someone reads a big thick book, but if they listen to it on audible on two X speed, we're like, oh, okay, it's kind of cheating. Well, it's the same information. And I'm maybe smart they as learn shit. Better that way. Yeah, I'm smart as shit for all the YouTube I watch. I swear. Uh, I mean, it depends what you're watching and what you're listening to, too, Coop. I heard. I actually, that's a great. No, we don't need to watch you watch uh, Twitch guys build a massive castle on Minecraft. I don't know. Well, I, that's fairly architecturally uh, educational, but uh, the Brady brings up an incredible point. I heard. Uh, really, I forget what it's. You know, I follow all these guys in the health space and the entrepreneur space. <clears throat> I heard one of them the other day said that they don't read any books and all they do is listen to podcasts because that's how they learn. And now that, like, now the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely have to le- understand what type of a learner you are. There are people who learn better from reading and retain more information that way. There are people who are audible learners who right. uh, retain, retain more information from listening. Yeah. So, or, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, you always know who the least tough guy in the room is because he's the one telling you how tough he is. Sure. You know, like he's the one who has to take this in the same way. You kind of know who the least well-read person is because they're they bragging about how many books they read. Yeah. Sure. Like I read, you know, 78 books in the last four months. It's like, okay, recite me three main points from half of those 78 books. None of them can. Would mm-hmm. you rather read three books per year, but really internalize and really know what, and maybe even disagree with some of it, write down some stuff that you don't agree and why. 
play devil's advocate and try to pick holes in your own position. I mean, to really, truly read a book correctly, it, it's a process that takes sometimes months and in extreme cases, years to do, depending on, you know, I mean, not all of us are Marco and Miguel who can you know, just, <laughs> Those just take, a, take a mental, you know, I don't even think they have to open books at this point. I think they've transcended that. They just like learn through humanity. osmosis. They, just, they can see. They like, hold the. They hold the book, and then like the words seep into their body. They just. Uh, they just download the information. It's a great yeah, segue but, because I forgot about one question on Twitter. It relates to Marco and Miguel. Uh, Kevin Ward asks: When you play Minecraft, do you believe your actions in the video game reflect your true values and morality, knowing that there are no repercussions for the actions you inflict upon the innocent villagers, or is it a simple outlet for the mind to cope with the stresses of modern life? A true philosophy. First of all, I treat the villagers with the utmost respect. I think <laughs> I, I think you can you, I think you can learn a lot about a man by how he treats the village. By by what he Minecraft. sells in his village. Yes, I mean I'm not saying that me that Miguel and I have not gotten a little bit edgy at times and set fire to a couple villages, but that we didn't save the game, so it didn't count. Um, <laughs> I I I. I really do treat them pretty well. I think one time I tried to, because there's a way to get them back to your, we, there was one across the, the, the ocean and we wanted to try to transport them to our village. So we were yeah. trying to get them in boats and then get them across. Like, yeah. I guess that was this, a little bit. This doesn't mean. sound very probably, good. Brady. <laughs> that was probably uh, borderline kidnapping, but I think they're slavery, you know, you know like yeah. the story of slavery. Uh, well, they didn't are, fight back. So you're yeah. a true quandary Brady to me. You're a quandary uh, with how some of the simple things like the mine, the love for Minecraft and some other stuff that we won't talk about on here, like conversations that we've had, but then you come on and we have fucking life talks about financial advice and, and uh, true deep conversations. It, it really is. You, you, you're an interesting cat. You're a unique individual, my guy. Not sure how to take that, but uh, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Got, got any more memes for us, man? The, the Loot Memes Snapchat group's been a little dry lately. It really has. I've I've been slacking on the memes. So has uh so has our group chat with Miguel and Marco. But we gotta we gotta fire that up and get some new memes rolling. Um, I think I think whatever it is about COVID, you'd think that the meme the meme world would be uh, thriving right now, um, but. I don't know. I I haven't come across many good ones lately. But. I truly think that memes are one of the most fascinating things about our modern society. I they're an incredible form of communication. I, I love them. There's different levels to them, and you know the deep the fried memes, memes. Within the memes, I like the deep fried memes, and it's always funny when you introduce deep fried memes to a, a group of friends who have not been exposed to them before, um, because what happens inevitably is all of them go, you know. I don't get it. It's stupid. It's, you know, that's just ridiculous. You know, but as you keep chipping away, chipping away, next thing you know, they're sending you deep fried memes and it just kind of spreads. Like once you get it, you get it, I think. But no, there, I haven't. There's, there's definitely some that are still way, way over my head. that I have no idea what you're going on with. Well, I was getting a good chuckle out. Brady, where do we leave this off, man? We're like an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes, probably closer to two hours deep here. And 
anything else you want to say to Hawkeye Nation? Or I mean, you're going to come back on, and I'm sure. Probably not. It took us fucking so long to get you on this thing. Uh, where do we leave it? What, uh, you know, I don't know that I'll be back on because I think you guys might be canceled by the next time I get a chance. God willing. Oh, God, baby. So. Hey, listen, they can't cancel us, though. That's what you, you know. And look, I got to say this. I, I'm not very active on the social medias. I, I do have the social. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like the old guy, like, oh, look, I'm barely even understand that stuff. Because that's not what I'm trying to get across. But I, I'm, especially in the last few days, all three of you could have tweeted some asinine nonsense that uh, Drake did. Just, just by being on this podcast right now, I, some people will see that as self-incriminating, but um, there are just just by my just by virtue of me being on this podcast doesn't suggest that I agree with everything that any of you said, and I think that's actually an interesting thing we could go into. Very interesting. Oh, 100%. I don't agree with these guilt. other two assholes on half the shit we talked about. Well, there's now, now a lot of guilt by association going on that I don't think is fair. I, you know, it, it, if just because I'm on the podcast, just, be, just the same way it doesn't mean I disagree with every one of you on every point ever made and hate you all, it doesn't mean the opposite either. We're just talking and, you know, we, we certain things come up and the, you know, the, conversation and we talk about that and you know maybe some things we'll disagree on i know you guys have all three said things that i strongly disagree on oh and i haven't even watched all of your podcasts even close you know um i you know i don't agree with everything you guys have said but i'm still here i i think i think we should ha- be able to have conversations with people well um, you don't you don't learn anything from having conversations with people that you agree with every time Sure, I mean, that's, that's I mean, just that's just reinforcing your own worldview. It's the echo chamber. I mean, you, I, you should try to you should try to expose yourself to different opinions, all that stuff. You know, we didn't really get into much of that yet, but I, you know, I I think everyone needs to get better at talking to each other. Um, I really do, and it, like some of these things, it breaks my damn heart because there are people who, you know, I love, I love each person, and they're they are you know, kind of at war with each other or trying to tear each other down. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with a lack of proper communication. You know, I, I, I do, I do think that And human beings, you know, we, sometimes we can be bad communicators, but I, you know, I just think, you know, we should be able to talk and have conversations. I think conversations and good ideas are the most powerful tool that we have. I think the only thing that can drive out bad ideas are good ideas. And I think that bad ideas cannot hold up in the presence of good ideas forever. That is, that's a quote I stole from a guy named Sam Harris, but um, legend. I think it's true. I think it's absolutely true. And I think that this cancel this guy, cancel that program, because I don't, I I don't agree with it. Um, Even if I disagree with every single word that that person has ever said, I don't think canceling is the right, is the right answer. Um, which is interesting so, because you have a canceled Drake Kulik sign behind you. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, the exception, the exception proves, proves the rule. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm just kind of, you know, excited that someone finally, that someone finally, uh, you know, had Started the balls to, friend. had the balls to start. I'm surprised it, it took so long. To be honest. 
And I'm still waiting for it to work, dude. Hey, dark. Ages. How would they cancel you? They'd have so, to. It have to be Twitter, right? Because here, let me let me ask you guys this question, and this this will probably get discussed on Twitter. Oh Jesus! God damn it! Nate, give me. Wait, wait. Before you ask it, can I just leave now? So I'm no, like, no, no. You guys will like this. Give me your ranking on most hated people in Iowa. Coach Doyle, me, DJK. You're you're really throwing yourself a a, a bunny. Yeah. Uh, um. Drake, there's about like ten thousand people who know who you are, bud. I know, but like, but like the hatred levels at an all time. Well, hated Iowans or most hated by by Iowans, by Iowans. Because then you got to throw in, you got to throw in like your politicians, dead or alive, Reynolds, Joni. You got to throw in Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, throw Trump in there. I think Trump's definitely in there. Honestly, I think let's just narrow this to Iowa City. I think this is a poor question. I'm going to imagine is, that are, is, are things that bad? Are things hated. that bad with Drake? Uh, I think that Drake bad just wants with Drake? to be I, I, Should I have I done some research? In the last should I have two, done a little research before going? In, in the last two weeks, Drake has made uh, off air in, a, in the Benton chat and the Wash Up Walk-Ons text message and on Twitter. <clears throat> um, Drake has seemed to jump, jump on this self-sabotage, like try – I mean, he openly said it in the message. Body bags? In the body bags yeah, level? Way worse than body bags. It's like he wants – he literally wants people to come out. Like he's so bored in his yeah, life. You need a hobby, bro. He's you so need a bored hobby in his so life bad. that he wants to cause chaos and just be an asshole on Twitter on the podcast. To the I, point – I like to play devil's advocate. Right. But to the point where like today there was something that he was going to say or like said, and I was like at some point – you being an asshole and people enjoying the entertainment is like diminishing returns on your, on, on what it's doing poorly to our, our brand. And like, if you continue to, and it starts to twist the, the teeter totter sinks to the other side, Brady's our third fucking host now because you're, <laughs> you're not. That ain't happening. Kittle suggested uh corn broth, which would be a oh, fucking time. That'd be elite. Corn bread. Turkey, uh, bacon, or ham, bud? Turkey, bacon, or ham, bud? Hey, Big Mike. Um, oh, shit. What a two hours it's been. It's been tremendous. So, I haven't even been paying attention. Is there going to be just Big Ten games, or are they canceling, sure like, what about Rutgers? Like, what about cross-country games? Like, uh, so, at this point, we yeah, we talked about it a little bit. The Big Ten basically said you're only playing a Big Ten schedule. So, Iowa State, Iowa State suit. yeah, the Iowa State game is not happening this year if there is a season uh, and whatever other two teams we were playing not happening. It's it's an eight or nine game schedule or something like that, but it's kind of our opinion. They're going to make it a 10 game schedule. So the, the nine teams that they're going to play and they're going to add another one in there. And I mean, if we're having football this year, I got to imagine the schedule comes out within the next week. Otherwise, how the hell can you plan for all this shit? Um but uh, I'm not too optimistic know. about it. Whatever. I don't know. What if they have camp and then no season? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so <laughs> talk about the cruelest thing ever. So here's what I'm hearing is, uh, they've got like a, they've got like a, like a 14 day 
spring like makeup for their practices that they lost or like that's what they get they get this absolutely horrid they get this pre-camp camp and then they get like a week off or something and they go into camp i I, that's at the current moment i'm pretty sure what yeah I'm pretty sure that's. Well, is this because like the season's not going to start until late September or what? Something like that. I that's the last I heard. I don't know. My, I'm I'm having Ooh. dinner with my brother tomorrow, and I'll figure out more. But that, I mean, that would mean you're in camp during school too. How does that work? The last I heard uh, was that KF was not optimistic. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, to think of that on a cruelty level is pretty tough. I mean, we were just talking about how, you know, player, these biz, players aren't given, you know, near their share. And then we're going to talk about just sending them to the gulag two times. <laughs> right. Like, So I, I will say this, man. Players aren't given near the amount of compensation that they, uh, you know, profit that they create for these universities. But don't ever cry me a river and tell me that D1 athletes got it bad. They don't have it bad. The problem is, is they should have it better. Yeah, sure. hundred percent. Um, it'd be like, yeah, you know, it'd be like if, if you at striker were selling just unreal amounts of fucking knee replacements or whatever the fuck you sell. Um, <laughs> and, and you were worth 200,000, but they were like, well, you could live on 50, right? Like you're good. Well, on- us four. Us four weren't horribly undercompensated at all, but we're going to talk. We mentioned Nick Bosa earlier, yeah. or like an AJ Epinesa or a TJ Hawkinson, or a, I remember TJ was trying to make his decision. I told him, like, dude, leave. Like, what do you like? I mean, you you are probably you could crunch the numbers and with a high degree of accuracy say you are bringing in. X million dollars yeah. to this. I mean, I mean, it's always funny how you can't sell player image or likeness, but every time we, uh, this, the number of the star player shifts and I'm walking through the Iowa city mall, it seems like everyone has like their number as on their Jersey. It's yeah. like, how do you get around that one? Now, now shields is when CJ Beathard's the quarterback, right. they're selling 16 jerseys. I mean, shields straight up sells our jerseys. Yeah, that they get from our jerseys. Yeah, for I mean, so like if you're in Nick Bosa when he decided he wasn't going to play anymore, I know a lot of people. Oh, that's selfish. Oh, that look, you got a guy who's bringing millions of dollars of value and not getting a dime. I mean, well, they're the getting the a day, they're getting a dime. They're getting a dime. Sure, he's getting a yeah, he's getting paid, but not what he should. I mean, no. you know, like eighteen hundred so bucks a month. It's just, well, I mean, the, the, the NCAA changed the legislation. I don't know when it takes effect, but maybe next year or two years from now that you can profit off your name and likeness. It's yeah. they're still it's, it's coming down the road. Yeah, but uh, for me, it's just a principle thing. It's just, you know. but again, we all signed. I no one made us do it. I no. And again, well, it's because there's I, no bet. There was no. I wouldn't have made a difference for me. It wouldn't have made. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but um. You know, there are a lot of people who are, you know, and, and anyone talk about just the long-term effects of football. There are people who are seriously messed up from playing football and 
We got at least one of them. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're right. <laughs> at least probably three. We're, I'm probably okay, just, but I'm worried about y'all. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, you seem to still was, have it together, Brady. But yeah, I don't know. I never had it together. I think banging my head on stuff knocked a few things right. Actually, right. So <laughs> okay. when you start out with a half deck, you know. Well, we're two hours. All right, guys, I got I got to go to bed, man. I'm I'm. I gotta wake up in like five and a half hours. So hopefully, I hope people enjoy this conversation because this. Yeah. Whoa, what just happened there? Uh, That's Jared's girlfriend. Okay, cool. Um, this has been this has been good. I'm I, I feel like we really did something here. Yeah. What did we do? Did we finally cancel Drake Cooler? Not quite yet, but I think did, we're on our did way. Did we did we accomplish my goal? No. But, it's the only uh, reason why I'm on here. Episode 131 of the Wash Up Walk-Ons podcast. Two hours of content. You know what? What we really should do is split this into two episodes so that we don't have to record two episodes next week. <laughs> we just leave. the. It would, it would be so much easier on our part. Um, that would be such a dick move. Yeah, it probably it really would. I mean, we really did have two different podcasts. We had half a podcast talking about Brady's life story, and then a half podcast where we just delve into a bunch of random ideas and stuff. Well, the other thing is, like, when when podcasts go this long, I can see how long people listen for, and like, it's almost better. Like, people will turn it off and forget to listen to the rest of it. So, I almost want to split it into two because I some of the shit at the end of this conversation has been awesome. But Kevin's got to go to bed, sell knee replacements, Drake. does what he does. Brady is going to, um, it's canceled. Yeah. Brady's got yoga and pasta and deadlifting tomorrow. So, um, he's got to get back to that. Uh, episode 131 of the wash up walk ons. Thank you guys for listening. If this was part one or part two, I, I don't fucking know. Um, a great conversation with the, the one and only Ross. Thanks for being on. We will, uh, we'll talk to you guys again. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz. And I'm Lindsay Zarniak. And together we'll be hosting the On Her Her Turf Turf podcast. Podcast. This summer, On Her Turf is hosting a daily Olympics podcast that focuses exclusively on women's sports and the amazing women competing in Tokyo. We'll bring you interviews with Olympians and in-depth analysis on your favorite teams. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the challenges still facing women's sports today. So join us daily at On Her Turf as we cover all the excitement of the Tokyo Olympics. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and be sure to follow on her turf on Twitter and Instagram too.